The wait is over. Over. Tell everyone you know. This is the key to your weekend. You're listening to Three Grams and a Mic podcast live from Australia. A new perspective on professional sports with your hosts, Cal, Axel, and Cotto. Click, listen, and enjoy. I'm Graham Cotton, and welcome to the Three Grams and a Mic podcast. I'm joined by co hosts, Graham Kelly and Graham Philly. <laughs> Philly? <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. There's a lot of places we can Jeez. go with that that we won't. <laughs> Maybe we should uh, go back and redo that a bit. Graham I'm joined Philly. by co-hosts. Co-hosts. I'm joined by co-hosts Graham Kelly and Graham Foley. Welcome, Kel and Axel. Good afternoon, Cotto. Welcome, gents. Looking forward to it, especially the uh, wrap up of the Roosters' salary cap. Yeah, we'll get to the bottom of why they've been cheating for so long, but. Uh, in breaking news, uh, we've had Wayne Bennett whacked with a bubble breach fine. The NRL issued notices over a recent spate of COVID-19 breaches, including uh, South coach Wayne Bennett, as well as we've had now uh, club legend Alan Langer from the Broncos and two other staff members, Paul Vaughan from the Dragons, and uh, I think there's a few AFL, uh, Nathan Buckley and... Uh, Brett Sanderson, is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, tennis with Alicia Mogg. Yeah, or someone like that, yeah. So there's all these sort of breaches going on. I wonder, is the uh, is this a case of uh, the wheels are starting to fall off? People are getting sick of being cooped up too long. You'd hope not. Um, you know, I think Ricky Stewart, when he came out and he said there's you know, multi-million dollar business on the line and everyone's uh, salary's on the line, so... For the sake of a few, I think it's uh, yeah they need to pull their heads in. I, I sort of get Alfie Langer because no one's ever accused him of um, following all establishments' rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paul Vaughan again, I think the ten thousand dollar fine's right for him. But Buckley and Bennett, Bennett's the worst of the lot. Buckley's mm. a leader, um, and Bennett is not just a coach, but he's on the Project Apollo committee that put the rules in place. So surely... Do you think it's just ignorance or is it... No, it's Bennett. It would have to appear... Above above the... Complete flouting of the rules that he's asked three weeks ago everyone else to adhere to. So, And what what really peeves me with Bennett is he's 70 years old, he's coached on a million bucks... uh, a year for 40 years or however long it is, the guys he's risking are the Matic of Alus who are making 100 grand a year trying to make their way and... Who's he play for? <laughs> he's um, a rooster. Oh, <laughs> but, no, it, but those guys are at every club. He don't on 50 anyway. That, well, he, he's a really good example because he's got to go this year, comes in, scores five tries and all of a sudden... Maybe he's got a future. He's 27 years old. Previously, if if the season doesn't go ahead, the Roosters probably delist him. So Bennett's putting those blokes' mm. livelihoods at jeopardy. When yeah, if the season falls over for him, what's the matter? And, and all the players in his team as well. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of younger players in Souths as well. So, yeah, it's, uh, and I think Ricky Stewart came out and said, look, we were all told what the protocols are and we've all been made very much aware of them. Um, he spoke out pretty pretty uh, bluntly about Fair it enough all. too. He said, I'd yeah. love to go to the pub and have a beer with my mates too, yeah. but that's not the case. Yep. We've got more on the line here. 
Is two weeks and 20 grand enough? That's what Bennett got? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that that's probably two weeks' pay. He should lose that because he's not working. So. Yeah. yeah, I think it's okay. Oh, I, I would have gone time, harder. Any, any more, I'd be just keep increasing on everybody. Uh, not when you're yeah. the guy who put the rules in. But with it, it's the NRL. They've never had set rules. Just keep, just whatever. Just yeah, yeah, I thought. If it was someone else, would it have been a different, uh, uh, no. yeah, uh, different yeah. penalty? I think that's just what they would have come up with. I mean, any more than that's getting pretty. Interesting. You think back to TikTok with Cleary, and you think um, about well, he got two game suspension from the league, and then then you think um, Adakar and Mitchell up on the farm shooting guns. They weren't well. One of them wasn't licensed to. But by the way, he's. Plead guilty to firearms offences. Yeah, yeah. Um, interesting. See what penalties for that. But um, the the interesting one because everyone's come out and said, "Oh, yeah, how's it in comparison to that?" the The thing that everyone's forgetting about those two were they were actually public health breaches. They were breaches of the New South Wales government's yeah, yeah. rules. Yeah. There was no league at the time, so yeah. that was actually far more serious than what Bennett or Vaughan or Langer have done. Yep. I, d- I don't remember the exact comments, but I believe Eddie Maguire made some really um, direct comments prior to Buckley's breach. Uh, and it was around other other players, I think, or, in, or maybe in defence of other players of his own. And now that Buckley's breach, he had nowhere to go. Did he speak out at all after that? No, not He's really, but Caro has, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, interesting. Maybe we should see if we can get Caro and Eddie on here. <laughs> Maybe, down the track. Yeah. Be good for ratings, that's for sure. So one of the other things I picked up with uh, with everybody in COVID bubble is um, the AFL mullets are back. So it looks like we've gone back to the 70s. And the number of mullets running around the other night. Um, so guys, check that out. We'll, we'll talk about it next week. But it's it's rampant. It's everywhere. And I'd suggested that it was maybe because their uh, salaries had been cut in half, they could only afford half a haircut. <laughs> That could be right. They could still afford the bleach in it, though. (laughs) (laughs) It's making that go around. Uh, And other news is a British wheelchair basketball athlete. His name is George Bates. And he's now considering having his leg amputated after a rule change left him ineligible to play for Great Britain in the upcoming Paralympics in Japan in 2021, if they go ahead. Would you do that? Not to represent Great Britain, (laughs) (laughs) or What um what was the rule change? Yeah, that's a good question, Kel. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> well researched as usual. <laughs> it's uh, a, it's an interesting one though because if you confine yourself to the wheelchair, even if you're fully abled, should you be able to play wheelchair basketball? Yeah, there is those sort of eligibility. Well, they rank them, don't they? They rate them one to five, I think it is, and you have to have so many points on the court at one time. You can't. So you can have a mixture. You can actually have able bodies, which I think are rated like the highest. Okay, yeah. But Some you know, able bodies I know shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> it's yeah. a good point, though. It shouldn't really matter. No, if you're but confined. You, if they strap you to the wheelchair, then if you're able-bodied, then you should be in the same. If I'd done research, I'd imagine it probably says there was um, 
it's around that sort of stuff, you know, that they can't be as able as they possibly are. Yeah, so if you've got someone who's lost uh, an arm, so it makes it more difficult, I mm. mean, that would be that would difficult. Be difficult playing basketball, yeah. yes. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, vision impaired, maybe. Um, <laughs> That's even difficult. Uh, oh so I've uh, seen you play touch football. <laughs> 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 I was pretty good. <laughs> oh, just lacking one thing, speed. Uh, and other um, other news around tennis. Uh, Nick Kyrgios has come out and took a sh- uh, taken a shot at uh, Nojak, Nojak, Novak Djokovic. That half a beer I've had is really playing. I was going to say, can you leave the grog alone before <laughs> you come in next week? <laughs> and uh, other tennis stars as well have clashed with him, including on social media. And he's uh, he's coming through around the behaviour throughout the time of COVID, and he thinks um, you know it wasn't really great. Um, for some of the leaders of our sport, and it's interesting that Nick Curios Saint would Nick. come out and be lambasting others for their behaviour. It just doesn't seem to... Uh, well, maybe he's turned the corner. Saint Nick, you can only hope so. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. actually agree with him on this. Oh, I do, I do too. So I have no qualms with them pulling out of all the players that have pulled out of the US Open. Yeah. I mean, why right. would you want to travel to the US at yeah. the moment? It doesn't matter what protocols they've got. I mean, <laughs> airports and planes and those types. Yeah. Places are not where you want to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and in New York. Yep. Rafa Nadal's out. Ash Barty's out. Uh, At what point do they say this is not a grand slam? Mm. Well, Nick Curious has said he's he's probably more than likely out for the rest of the year. He won't play again. He'll spend time with his family and and work on his game. He says it's just too risky. Can't go to Europe, which is where the next sort of tennis would be played if they were to travel. And And we're in the French Opens. Uh, still delayed on. till yeah. September. Yeah, yeah. he thinks Nadal will come back for that. He's pulled out of the US Open. Yeah. Um, so I mean, there's only if you said, "Well, I'm going to take the rest of the year off." That's um, yeah, next tournament's oh. in January. Really, the big one. Um, Open. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that that probably makes sense for the Australian players, to be honest. So Federer's out. Yes, Federer's out. Yeah. Um, Nadal's yeah, Federer's getting operated, yeah. getting a knee yeah, or something done. Yeah, yep. injury, yeah. Nadal's yeah. out. Ash Barty's out. I, don't, I haven't heard of a lot of the yeah. American ones will play because it's just there. But yeah, but yeah, I mean still, if that yeah. makes that makes There'll sense. Be no they yeah. won't be able to have a crowd. Oh, it's in America. Anything's possible, I guess. So why are they why are they doing it for the broadcast rights? Same as rugby league, same as AFL. It, same is, as the, yeah. it can only be the broadcast rights. Sponsors, yeah, amount of sponsors you have for tennis. I, I believe the prize. Yeah, but that, that's got, that's got to tie into the the broadcast rights as well because sure. if you're a sponsor, how are you getting any coverage? Yeah, exposure. Yeah. Mm. But I believe the the value of all the winnings is going to drop dramatically. They're saying because they won't be able to draw any crowd through. So well, yeah. buggers, a couple of weeks for just a couple of mil. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm feeling for them. Yeah, as long as it's equal, the men and women both are sacrificing. That's that's a good one. Should it be equal? It is currently. I know. The value of money. Yeah, so in so in should the girls play an extra two sets? Yeah, I'm not getting into this. <laughs> Interesting. This is our one first for the podcast. <laughs> that will be one for later. There's probably on. no reason they shouldn't, to be honest. Well, I think it's more yeah. about the physical side of the game that they've never gone down that path. It's not so much that they shouldn't; it's whether or not they think they, you know, they should physically be able to play five sets. Yeah. Oh, no. you are opening the can of words. Professional no, no. athletes yeah. no. don't play for. This is what I've read. This is not what I'm saying. This is what I've read. That's why they don't. I'd say oh, some of those women are fitter than the blokes. <laughs> I reckon yeah. if it means Possibly. survival of the fittest, then you know the 
the fittest wins. That's, that's a I'd big like part of the it. game. I'd like to see it, but yeah. we'll see. It's, it's interesting because there's an argument too that women's tennis is more enjoyable to watch than men's now because of because the power the men have got where you just 40 aces getting blasted down. It's yeah. no fun for anyone to watch. Yeah. Certainly more you, rallies. you get some more rallies. And, yeah. and Ash Barty's, that's why uh, I like watching her it's play. It's a great game, he isn't it? plays it differently. Yeah, you know? yeah. It comes Not up to the, the net. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's. So hopefully she can stay in the game and be uh, dominant for a long period of time. And uh, while we're on ladies' sport, this is another good topic. Super netball competition uh, here in Australia will break new ground this season with the introduction of a two-goal super shot. So what that means is a super shot, they have, a, uh, I think, three metres back from the, the baseline or from the post they um, allow to it's shoot. basically two Ds. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And in that space they can shoot... I think it's in the last few minutes of the quarter. Yeah, quarter, it is, yeah. And they get two points. Ah, it sounds so a bit like basketball, It's not for the it? whole quarter, no, it's just no. for the... Yeah, I, okay. I, I believe that'll come, though. I think there's push already to introduce it all game long. Well, yeah, I reckon you've got to go one way or the other. Yeah, it can't be hard. Yeah, I think it's otherwise, you should play one game for half a quarter and then another game for the other half of the quarter. <laughs> I think <laughs> so I think that's a, a good thing for netball, to be honest, because the side that's down by 10, then it <coughs> changes their game style up a bit and, yes, defence, defence, but when they're attacking, they'll be having longer shots, potentially. Particularly if there's only a few minutes to go and they're 10 behind, they need uh, double the points. Yeah, so how, how long before the, um, <coughs> the D just gets bigger and they lose the thirds on the field? Yeah, you run basketball. anyway. Well, yeah. here's an interesting fact. This is a true. But then story. they'll you be trying to get rid of congestion. Yeah, <laughs> you know how I research everything so well. <laughs> um, no, true Just story. Just keep practicing you know that reading, Cotto. You know <laughs> You'll get there. Do you know where netball came from? It's what? actually originated. It was women's basketball. Yeah. Netball. So it was men were playing. less strenuous, supposedly. That's right. So they moved to netball, and those rules that were generated were to you know. Uh, yeah, to minimise the, the impact, I guess, or the less yeah. strenuous than basketball, because you don't have you to bounce the ball. You don't have to go as far. The thirds, yeah. so there's only a couple of players that actually play the full. Yeah, and court, and they yeah. can't go in the D anyway. He's like the it's the probably a quicker. Yeah, netball would be a quicker game than, than basketball. Yeah, and and yeah. No, talk I disagree. I've played both. I don't think. It just appeared. Oh, just from <laughs> the way you played, both. <laughs> 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 <It's laughs> no judgment. <laughs> when, I was, when I was in my prime, when I was in my, you're trying to get in early because the roosters on the table. Yeah, I see. He's just attack for attack. I see. It is interesting though. You talk about. No, honestly, um, it is fast. No, no, no impact. Yeah, and they're both they're both fast, great games, <laughs> but w- the. Re- Reduced impact. I reckon netball would be responsible for more knees because of the rules yeah. than probably most other sports. Yeah, yeah. That that yeah. that stop and jumping pivot. and stopping. Yeah. yeah, yep, definitely, absolutely. Um, just quickly on a few other topics, and then we'll move on to the roosters as we're flying along here. So we've got um, in motor racing, interesting news. Racing Point is uh, one of the Formula One cons- um, teams. They just recently re- deducted fifteen points. So pretty much all their points, and fine, you know, seven hundred thousand dollars or close there too, uh, for copying the Mercedes Mercedes uh, design for its brake ducts, which is a uh, some sort of advantage that they're gaining uh, coming into corners and stuff like that and keeping cool on the tyres, blah blah blah. Um, and the, the reason that it's interesting is that they Mercedes actually owned the uh, IP, I guess, for all this, and they sold it to 
racing point at the start of the year. Now all of a sudden the other teams have realised that these two teams now are getting too much of an advantage. It was fair enough that Mercedes did, but now it's a bit too much the other way. So Interesting. Well, 15 points is not going to worry them because without it they were never going to catch Mercedes anyway. So No, but, but they have been making strides into the... In, yeah. You know, they're now like um, just behind Red Bull. Yeah, so and, and, they and never were what what they're trying to do is get the technology, retro engineer it, yeah, exactly. and apply it to themselves. But that that's been that's been Formula One it's forever. Been and and yeah, they just got caught yeah. in some ways. It, it's actually allowed the development of the sport. I mean, because they've they've sandbagged them and sandbagged them and sandbagged them, but they've got faster and faster and mm. faster. Yep, that's uh, the money's the thing now, isn't it? Really, at the end of the day, how much money teams are putting into you know, design and and all that stuff behind the scenes would be the advantages that they get. It's a bit like rugby league and AFL and every other sport. That so technology flows out, though, and it, it some of the technology that's come from F1 would be sitting in the cars we're driving today. Yeah. Yep. Sure, sure. And the way you drive. <laughs> <laughs> He's sure it has. And actually, just before we leave that one, I see Ricardo overnight finished third in, in practice. So well, he's... Uh, yeah. Finally, starting to get some he, some he, pace he, out of the Renault before he leaves. He fourth last week, fourth. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. one one point one seconds off the podium. Yep. Yeah, there's yep. two That's or three in front of him that um, had McKenzie was behind. Was he? Okay. Right at the end. Yeah. So he was actually seventh yeah. place for most of the race. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, in the NRL, just quickly a couple other topics. Nathan Brown looks like he'll be the New Zealand Warriors coach. Three years. Oh, they've said that now. Have they? Mm. Yeah. Apparently, they got. Sick of waiting for Fitzy. Craig Fitzgibbon was considering not taking it next year, but the following year, and they just got sick of. Well, waiting they, need for a a, they need a coach for next year, don't they? Or probably yeah, even oh, this year. Yeah, to step it. Well, more. they've got Peyton. Oh, Peyton's doing it now. Yeah, hey, well, interesting. Scott Willis. Peyton actually was Knocked offered the, the job. And I watched. Did anyone watch the NRL three hundred and sixty interview with Todd Payton? No. So Todd Payton apparently did two interviews. He did the first one where he just did the whole, you know, I'm not in discussions with anyone, you know, towed the com- corporate line. By the end of the show, sh- oh, but by the time he, you know, the show was nearly ready to go to air, he said, look, can we do that again? And so he did the next one and basically confessed everything. I was offered the job at the Warriors. I'm in the hunt and uh, the Cowboys. Cowboys. My wife's got family issues. Our father's got family issues. Uh, health, health issues. And I've turned it down, turned down the Warriors job. And still coaching there and still wants to, if the other job doesn't work out, stay there as a as assistant. So yes, he can't do that. Where's no. Brown coaching at the moment? Uh, he was the assistant coach of the Warriors before COVID. No, they so had him, he, he was consulting, wasn't he? They yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. So why wouldn't they say, Peyton out, Brown in now, straight well, away? You would, you would. Why I mean, wouldn't you? Because he's performing well. Oh, <laughs> they won yesterday. Yeah, but... But if, yeah, if you they're not going to they're not going to win it. If, if he's a coach for the next three years, oh, well, you start building a relationship yeah, with exactly. players. You yep. start recruiting. You yeah, start exactly. all those things. So no reason yeah, to know. not there, get him in there straight away. There'd be one other reason I can think of. Is they've had a lot of turmoil, so you'd want to try. Yeah, and you got Peyton's going. But he's basically said he's going. He can't stay as an assistant coach. No, no, it's untenable. So he's going. The last thing you want him doing is in Ken Mamalo's ear going, yeah. Ken. I got a spot for you at the yeah, Cowboys. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you got you got to yeah. you got to yeah, go. I agree. Yeah. Um, did anyone see the the um, Collingwood player Isaac Quainor? Is that how you pronounce it? Isaac Quainor. Isaac Quainor. Yeah. 
Oh, with his with the studs, studs from Pep, uh, not yeah. Pepley, from um, yeah the other yeah, the Swans, Swans player. player. Yeah, and then yeah, Sam Wicks was, and then now they're investigating that and the type of studs that he was using. Apparently, they're metal, and which we've all fold down. Probably <laughs> we've up. all did that nowadays. Yeah. Sort of Rub them on the concrete, didn't we? Uh, I think oh. that I think they've investigated did it. We? <laughs> did, it. There's no we in this one, <laughs> there's, and there's been no final sanction on that. Not yet, so no, they, no, looking they, at it. they weren't illegal studs. No, they were issued by Nike, I believe. Um, from what I what I believe, they're a, um, an anti-clog traction boot that that you interchange the studs out of. Oh, right. Um, so it's a they've got a blend of plastic and metal apparently in the in the stud themselves. So whether Nike's at fault for actually issuing them yeah. um, to an if AFL player. Yeah, uh, that's a bit, a bit like saying, Oh, the chemist gave me the steroids. <laughs> the, yeah. Isn't the player ultimately responsible for what he does or the uh, club? Is it the is it the, the player or the club? Yeah, it depends on the relationship between that's what that's is what is Nike's relationship with the AFL. Is it well? I'm going to supply all the, we're going to supply all the players the boots, and we're going to make sure that they're all um, above board. In which oh, case, then it's the AFLs. So actually, you're the youngest player here, the youngest person, and the late <laughs> last player to probably play any sport of decency. Um, don't the refs check the boots anymore? They used to. They used to locally. Um, Probably not at senior level, but definitely in junior level oh, they, they don't used do to. Seniors, oh, I don't believe they do anymore. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah, early on, many years ago they did, but I doubt of recent times that they do at all. How about the Adelaide Crows? Oh and ten start since COVID. Good chance to go right through. They're they're geez, they are horrible. What they what do they do to fix it? Do you stick solid with Nicks or do you do you? I think they have to. It was only it's only it's only his first year. Um, I th- think he's inherited a lot of problems. That's that's the big problem there. It, it's um, some sort of cultural thing. It's been happening for about I reckon about four years. I mean, there was the the camp. camp they they, they, that camp was a disaster. Apparently, well, they've lost lost a lot <coughs> of players from then. Uh, you know, the, the coaches went from from that debacle. Um, so they were in a grand final when was it two thousand seventeen? Yeah. So. It's been a, a big fall from grace. And did anyone see the Dacos goal? Oh, yeah. Was, oh, <laughs> His father reincarnated, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that was that And was um, Kel, to make you happy, Papley was fined, apparently, for taking dive. Really? Yeah. Have they given us the four points? <laughs> Fair dinkum. Yeah, there's, you know what, there's too much of that in the AFL at the moment. I reckon each, each every second game you'd watch, there'd be... A player that would over exaggerate, you know, a push in the back or uh, any of that sort of stuff, and they've, they've got to stamp that out. I don't think five hundred dollars is enough. No, I, I, a, I agree. It's a blight on the gun. Yeah, no, that'd cost him for his lunch. Exactly. <laughs> the NRL got the same problem. Although I must admit, Josh Morris did it the other week. Oh yeah, and he 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 got a little nudge and then fell over like a, a drama queen. Shot, yeah. yeah, but. You could see the by the time he'd hit the ground, he thought, "Oh, what have I done?" Yep. And he he got up pretty sheepish. Like it, in the old days, you'd feel like a, a twit doing something like that. Now, yeah. and that's no they don't want to go down the same path as what soccer mm. has, and yeah. that that Ronaldinho one from many years ago would uh, you know, fake that kick in the shins. That's just, yeah, <laughs> you never get over uh, that. What about the 
Eric Cantona? No. Kick in the face. Closer to home. Who was the Italian in the um, World Cup quarterfinal when we had him on the ropes? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Fell over when Lucas Neal didn't go near him. Was it Toddy or no? Nah, that Toddy was earlier. That was an earlier one. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he fell over dead. He yeah, lifted him out. He played <laughs> the game out. He officially was not dead. Well, Zach Lomax was a bit like that on Thursday night. <laughs> Ron around in the, they'd called the priest for the last rites in the corner there, and <laughs> then he gets up and takes a kick a goal. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh seriously? Other, other, other news: uh, Melbourne Cup still to go ahead not in horse racing, so that's in November. In so Melbourne. there's a chance an Aussie horse will win this year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Bring so yeah. So, th- so the spring carnival is virtually as per scheduled. That's I believe. Yeah. Well, they're hopeful it, of having crowds. It's interesting because they're not sure whether Victorian horses are going to be able to come up to the Everest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. okay. Mm. Yep. How do you? Well, they're always quarantined, aren't they? Horses. Yeah, I don't think within Australia though. But <laughs> but uh, but animals do care. I, I was supp- well, I sp- shouldn't be surprised. I suppose it came from animals originally. But so the dog in Germany died possibly. from possibly. All the horse race, all the horse racing in the past three to four months has been horses have been say Victorian horses, they haven't been coming into state or it, since that border's been shut down, which is I suppose I, it's been I a month. Answer now. It. Yeah. I would have thought they were. I'm guessing Queensland horses have been racing Queensland horses, but I think they've been travelling the state. But I'll, I'll, we'll look that up for next week. Yeah, yeah. I, well, yeah, Queensland. As long as they've got that biosecurity bubble, like. Um, the NRL have because they're mm. coming and going, and up until Melbourne shut down, they mm. It'll be an interesting one. Okay, you might have more news on this, but I, I believe Australia's still going to the UK for to play the Poms of cricket, mm. and also I believe that the World Cup has been postponed. 20, 2021. 20, 22. 22, and the Apparently. women's as well. Uh, yeah, I didn't didn't read about the women's, but um, yep. so they're both pushed back. At least 12 months, which makes sense, really. Mm. the way things are going. Or well, bring all those countries in. IPL's going ahead. That's a different argument. <laughs> Where's the money? Yeah. Yeah, that's um, what's more important, the BCC L, yeah. Indian Cricket Board, anyway, and or international cricket. So the Aussies going to England, I thought the Ashes isn't till 21-22 in England. When was the last? Are they year? are they going for a one day tournament? It was, yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. not just it's hardly worth it, is it? No, getting ready for the World Cup. Yeah, that's been postponed. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I, I, it's it's it. yeah again, it's nothing more than trying to get themselves paid. Gosh, yeah. And just quickly, NFL sixty six players opted out of this year twenty twenty competition. They'll still get paid a measly three hundred fifty grand in advance. <laughs> not bad coin, is it? Good work not, if you can get it. Not for working. So it's a bit like a job keeper here in Australia. 1500 uh, 350000 <laughs> You know, it's madness. Boxing, um, this is a, something to keep on the radar. So Kostya Zhu's son, Tim, fights Jeff Horn on the 26th of August in Townsville. Mm. Interesting to see that fight. You. Now it brings us up to our moment of glory here, where Axel, you and I... Need to just, you know, just bounce this guy away. Throw the knives at Mr. Rooster over here. Yeah. For all the Nick, salary cap Nick cheating they've been doing. Uncle, Uncle Nick's illegal son, I reckon. Graham Kelly. 
Well, you've done a lot of research. I know Axel Cotto. can, but I'm not so sure you can count that well, Cotto, <laughs> from some of the stuff you've been throwing up here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Cotto, you got a sister-in-law who's a primary school teacher. I might engage her for you. You have done a lot of research in the week. Sent an email around yesterday. I did this particularly year. around third-party payments. Mm. Yeah, I think they're the one thing that um, is not. Uh, creating equality across the board. Absolutely. You, you sit down and try and fit any club into the salary cap and there has to be third-party payments sitting there. Yeah, they're all... If they're the all money they're the talking about. Cap. And once you start to muck around with that, because all mm. of, you've got university fees don't count, there's 200000 in car allowances you can pay that don't count, You've got. Um, so it's good if you got a city. Well, no, Ford. sorry, it's a hundred thousand car allowances. Two hundred. So if City Forge is sponsor, you're going pretty well. Yeah, you can. In Twenty grand in car allowances to five guys. You've got two hundred thousand in um, in the veteran and developed player allowance. So, and to be honest, two hundred thousand is not enough for us with all the players we develop. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, yeah, have a look at our team. We might have a. We well, might our development team beat the team. Dragons the other night. <laughs> and uh, how many of them came from your area again, just quietly? None. Yeah, <laughs> well, we had one in the dressing room who did. <laughs> yeah, that's because right. they, they South stole half our area uh, after the war. <laughs> so, Cotter, you've you've put this together and you've got. A long time so, the cap, the cap is, well, what, start of the year? The cap, so the cap hasn't changed. No, no. <laughs> so what is the cap? What's the value of the cap at the moment? Twenty twenty. Nine point five. Okay. So in this list here, Cotto, you've got the highest uh, paid. Well, let's just list on the Roosters. Highest paid list of any NRL club is the Roosters, at just over eleven mil. Mm. So what you're saying is they're one point whatever that is over the salary cap. Yeah. See. Explain by, by, by my no, no, no. by my calculations, oh, no. you're, you're short. I'm short. Yeah, I reckon we're paying our players, <laughs> or our players are collecting yeah. somewhere in the vicinity of eleven point eight million. Yeah. yeah. So how much of that? So in this list here, where you've got just over eleven mil, how much of that is in the cap, and how much of it is third party? Payments which you're allowed to allowed to have outside well, of the cap. Well, we don't really know. I mean, this is estimations, but you would suggest whatever that difference is. You know, eleven point eight to nine point eight. Two so million. You, you have a look. Say, say Mitch Orbison, twilight of his career, not going anywhere else, on two eighty five. That'd probably be right for him. No. Yeah, been there a long that, time. That's good was. coin. So why don't? It is. You try fitting them under the salary cap. So, so you've got one guy who's just gone to the Gold Coast for $1.3 million, and you're saying a veteran of 10 years or more played 300 games, was it? The played 300 day? the other yeah. night, yeah. Yep. He's only on 285. And 300 grand. Josh, Murray, uh, Josh Morris is probably on 150. 250. Same with Brett. So the way the, the, age. Age. Why the AFL get around that is they, they have the veteran... <laughs> Clause yeah. where if you've had ten plus years, only half of your money goes in the cap, and so that's to reward loyalty to the club for a long period of time. Um, so if they're on four hundred, there's only two hundred that goes yeah. in the cap. Problem with that is, it, it and it applies equally to the AFL. But <coughs> provided you trust Nick Politis or um, White up at the Broncos or 
John Elliott. Frank, Frank Panisi at Melbourne or are they so right? Hmm. You've been with us six years now. We're going to sign you for 200 for the next four years and then we're going to sign another contract then for 1.6 million a year after that. Yeah, so that, there's, there's those back-ended deals that can bring yeah. clubs yeah, yeah, yeah. unstuck. But, but in that scenario... You only you, get half of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. So Sam Burgess. Um, the AFL's got the draft. That, that, that The AFL's got the draft that that helps with that and some of their restrictive free agency um, but rules. But I think you can get around... You can stop that from happening pretty easily because the NRL right now, they've just did it this... this uh, with Sonny Bill Williams... They said he's valued at this for a yeah, whole season. That, for a whole season, I'm talking about. That, that, what they did there was terrible, but uh, go on. But at least it gives you a parameter to say that, you know, if you value your player, um, say Mitch Orbison, who's about 285, but you're only going to put him on the books at 150. So, so I've, yeah, I've got no. him on the books at 125 to get to 285. What do you mean? So by the time you give him oh, 50, 50 grand from the veteran and developed player allowance... Mm-hmm. Um, Prize money doesn't count. Yes, that's right. So if you're playing for a club like the Roosters, you're saying, on average, I'm going to be in the money when you've got prize money from minor premiers, finals week one loser, finals week two loser. Kel just <laughs> bought out a book, guys, just to uh, <laughs> but there, give there's, some stats. There, there's, there's money there. And given who Orbison is, how well known he is, TPAs of 100 grand, all of a sudden... A bloke who's on 125 for the salary cap is actually having an earn a lot closer to 300 grand. Is there a limit on the TPAs? How much can be paid? No, no. So if you're in a, if no, they can't be guaranteed by the team. The club cannot guarantee them, and they can't source them. But a manager can. Yes. And it's fallen over in the past though, where players weren't paid their TPAs and they've left the club. Yes. Gone somewhere else. So then you have a situation like the Broncos. Uh, as an example, they've got the one, pretty much one town uh, to themselves. Newcastle's similar, but not with the same amount of in- income that would be available to them from you know, businesses, etc. So Broncos have an unfair advantage. Melbourne have an unfair advantage. Correct. Although they're competing with the AFL teams. Um, who would be another example? The Roosters. They've got a billionaire that backs them. Another one would be, say, maybe South as well. I was going to say, a movie star at South. Harry Triggeroff at West. Yep. He's, um, so they've all got them. Yeah, but what I'm getting at is you'll see this, you may see a divide, and we have seen it. How many, um, how many finals in the last, say, five years have Roosters, Melbourne, uh, who else? Maybe Souths, we've just mentioned them, been in. Yeah, that, that typically... Almost all of them. Typically happens, though. How's that? Isn't the idea of the salary cap in to, in the in the ages yeah. to mix that up? No, to, the well, salary no, cap was, as it was doing it, it was doing it for a long, long time. You would have put how many championships? You remember we had multiple different champions for a while, and then all of a sudden it stopped. And the reason was they introduced TPAs. No, TPAs have been there forever. Not from the start. Uh, why are the Broncos then? I would have. I would have. Sh- they yeah, should the have Bronco, been in that top bracket. Broncos, have, but they have been. Oh, they have been, but yeah. now they're at they, the bottom. They, now you could blame the coach. They played a grand final two thousand. Played us not that long ago. Uh, when 
James Graham. When did when did the Cowboys win it? First oh one yeah, broke their heart from the sideline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 15. 15. Yeah, so it's five so that years ago. Only five years ago. You look at their team, yeah. they, they should do they better play, than they are. They've played fine. I, I think they've gone backwards, every single one player. And I think, Graham was talking about this earlier, Kel, sorry. Yeah. They, um, yeah, I, I think it comes down to coaching. There's no doubt in my life. Oh, that, that, that's a huge advantage. It's, Shane Flanagan came out this week and said, it's interesting um, that he said the coaching at the Roosters is why he sent Kyle Flanagan to the Roosters. Yeah, I see. It. You got Robinson, you got um, Cooper Cronk. And he said, I'm not going to win when he gets dropped just because. Yeah. yeah. Interesting, though, that he said he sent him. Yeah. His 21 year old son. But, um, yeah, just the salary cap from the NRL, they actually say, why do we have a salary cap? The one I printed out for it? No, no. I, I did this. One. This, um, this is from their, their website. Mm-hmm. Serves two functions. One, it assists in spreading talent. It's not two, it assists in spreading talent. Yeah. Point two, it ensures clubs are not put in a position where they're forced to spend more money than they can afford in terms of payer payments just to be competitive. So it ensures that, but it only assists in the spread of talent. So yeah. there's, there's the lack of the draft is. Are you convinced that's huge. happening? You've seen the. Oh yeah, yeah, stuff? yeah, yeah. It, it is. It's, it's happening to to some extent. <laughs> so there's only two real ways they Top can go. Four. You can say, we don't care about third party pay payments, whatever. We don't care about the cap. It's just open slather. Yep. And you European pay as much soccer. as you. Yep. Um, NFL, whatever it is. Well, it's interesting. Or you say, bang, that's. That's the amount. If it's nine point five million a year, there'll be no third party player payments. We'll be checking tax returns, whatever. And yeah, you know, it doesn't matter if, if Nike want you with them. Um, doesn't matter you. Whilst you're playing NRL, that's all you can earn, and you can invest your money and invest it in property or whatever. That's that's different, um, but. Third party pay payments, no more. That's the only way to do it. It's either yeah. one or the other. I agree. What, what do they do though? What do you do when unions say, "I oh, come play for us"? Let them go. You yeah, fun. You let them go, and you just let, let them go, let them go, let them go. No, but eventually, and that's why TPA is coming from. But eventually, you know, the TPA in itself is not bad. Like Carlton say, "I want Cameron Smith to advertise my beer." That's a TPA. Yeah, and, yep. and it's got nothing to do with Melbourne. It's because of yep. how Cameron Smith's built himself up and Nike, so forth. Michael Jordan, he makes more. He made more money. He still makes money out of Nike. He ever made being paid by the team. Yeah, he was on. I think it was thirty million back in his era, but it's valued probably about fifty now per year. Yeah, um, and most of that I think was through endorsements. So maybe they should just scrap it. Just make it easier. Well, do you go down the path like the like American? Baseball, where you've got the cap, but if if you're um, the Yankees and you bust it, you just pay tax, yeah, and that goes to the poorer teams. So at least you're getting rich while you're losing. It's <laughs> 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 actually a very good no, basketball in Australia did that uh, the last two years. So if you Sydney Kings, for example, got a bigger market share, you got more money coming in, um, you can spend over the cap, and the money you spend over the cap. The following year gets dispersed to the bottom teams. So, you know, Melbourne was another team that would spend over the cap. And that money gets redistributed 
to the bottom the following year because their salary cap's higher. The money, to, you know, the money's yep. coming from other otherwise. Yep. Yep. I don't think that's a bad idea, but that's in a different. It's not the same in the NRL. I don't believe. It Doesn't need to be the same. No, I. But I do. I do have one other point why I believe the salary cap is there, and this is pertinent when we're talking about you know the league struggling with cash at the start of the year. Um, it was around making sure that the clubs themselves be, were sustainable. And that, they weren't, yeah, that, they that's weren't eating themselves alive. That's exactly why the NRL say that it's there. And I, I don't believe that they've achieved that. The, look at, the, you know, Bellini's come out and said, one little step and all those clubs are going to get it. So why why do they overspend constantly? And I believe it's because they're trying to... You have to win, right? It's all about winning. So you will spend or find a way... Cheat if you have to, because hey, if they bend the rules on the field, why wouldn't they bend the rules behind the behind closed door? Honestly, like the Roosters have been the cheats. It's a story. And I'm not actually saying just the Roosters. It's probably every club. We mean just the Roosters. <laughs> How have you got your 1.4 million dollar five eight? Who? Uh, Kieran Foran. One million. One million. It's not what I heard. Yeah, no, no, but Roosters are signing him up already, have they? No, they're probably yeah. gonna, they can have him actually. He'll be on the bench though. He wouldn't. If they've got too many other players, they wouldn't need to start him, <laughs> like Sonny Bill Williams. Um, but honestly, I, I just look at it and go, eventually something will break because the money won't be in the game next year, probably the same as it's been for the last well next five years. It might be a long time before they get back to where oh, no, they, they restructured the. Broadcast deal, so they know what they've got for be less, for less players, potentially. But how many can they cut? They already they have so many. That's what the AFL's now. doing? They're going to cut the list. Cut list sizes. Yeah, mm. but yeah, yeah. yeah they, they just have a feeder club that feeds players what's, in. What's on an AFL list size? It's forty, two or forty, forty-two, something like which that. Which is which is actually bigger than comparatively league. Like if you've got eighteen on the field, basically thirty in rugby league. Yeah. Yeah, so you're close to two teams worth mm. in the AFL list, whereas 17 times two is, yeah, I reckon com- I'd have to do it's the maths, but comparatively maybe yeah, a bit it's more. It's 30 plus you get development players as well. Yeah, that's... Yeah, it's pretty big, big, big. So... So potentially it's what they do. So you, you, still, you still need the squad size though. If if you want, and I'm thinking AFL too, all you're, do, all you're doing is shifting who gets paid what. Because all those AFL players who aren't playing first, they're off playing for Box Hill or Collingwood Reserves. But they're always going to play AFL. They're always going to play Aussie Rules. Where's the difference with the league is that they get poached to Union. Yeah. Whereas, whereas you can lift the value of a James Tedesco up to $2 million a year that then stops Rugby League from Rugby Union, Union from trying to pitch him. Yeah. That's what you're trying to stop. Yeah. Well, you've got Suwali. He's a perfect example. He's not even played a game in the NRL or rugby yet at a high level, yep. apart from the school stuff, and they're already throwing a million dollars at him. Surprised the AFL aren't in after him too. Well, you could. After six, their success with five. Carmichael Hunt and um, <laughs> Israel Folau. <laughs> <Israel Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, I bet they were glad he's, he's still not there. Anyway, um, so let's go through, Graham, player by player, I reckon. I think we need to analyse your list and we'll do some comparisons. Let's start with Tedesco first, though. 
Graham just got a message. Tedesco. No, 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 no. It's just looking at the. It's looking at the time. We're, ne- we're nearly done. Quickly <laughs> goes through it. <laughs> My ears are starting <laughs> to hurt. <laughs> uh, so Tedesco, what a million bucks? I reckon he's collecting about all up, say one point three. Okay. So you've done the maths on this, you yep. know. Which is and, and what yeah. you've done, Kel, is you've said, okay, well he plays State of Origin, he gets 90 k there, he, he gets he, he plays for Australia, he gets another sixty there. But that's that's gotta be outside of the cap anyway, because it is, if, but if, but that's gonna That's it, how the it, good players get it's allowed played. though, it's allowed. Uh, that's yeah. that's part of what it, what his earn is. And if you're at the Roosters or formerly the Broncos or a Melbourne or a South at the moment do you think you're more or less likely to play Origin than you are at, say, uh, Titans? Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. So yeah. You're, you're more likely to go. Again, you, you still need the, the structure around it, the Craig Bellamy attracting you. Um, mind you, the Roosters took a risk when they put Robinson on. He was unknown. That's and they won I, a premiership. That's why I think teams that are clever would be, and I think the Roosters did this, a few years ago, is target Kiwis and Islanders. Correct. Because guess what? They don't play State of Origin. Yeah. Mm. So there's an imbalance True. there. So you get through that middle part of the season. Not, a, not an issue this year, but in previous years it had been. Um, all right, so Tedesco, we, we'll, I think that's a pretty fair assessment both ways. So Tupu, what do you got him down as? Tupu, well? they actually let Tupu shop himself around a little while back because they couldn't afford to... Him what, and there were no takers for him, which um, surprised me. Tupu, I reckon he's earned about three ten. He's had a good year this year, though, that's for sure. Yeah, Morris, I've got him at three hundred. You've got him at less yeah, than that. Two fifty, apparently. Both Morris brothers. No, yeah. They are unwanted too. Dogs, dogs want to get rid of him. Cronulla, salary cap problems had to get rid of him. Yeah, yeah. I bet you they wish when Cherry got done. I think they would have wished they still had him. But uh, then who we got? Luke Keary. I've, I've, I've actually thought I was surprised at what I had him at seven fifty. Um, what are you getting at, Grant? Nine sixty five. Yeah, that's probably what I thought close to a million. Yeah, but no, he's uh, he's resigning now for nine thirty. They reckon. But Keary's oh, a yeah. classic example. Where's he, that media release come from? The Roosters. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's taken a fair bit, fair bit of unders to stay there. Apparently, um, happy environment, blah blah. blah. But of of Keary's. Nine sixty five. There's only seven hundred going into the cap. Yeah, where's the rest of the money come from? TPA's ten, ten grand in prize money, five grand towards his uni costs, <laughs> ninety grand from state of origin. I this uni costs bit. Sixty grand in nationals, hundred grand in TPAs. So he's making a million bucks, but ain't costing your salary cap seven hundred. I'm not going to argue because we don't really know, but it's no. an assessment, and it's probably fair. It's uh, it's wet, what you highlighted at the start, though. The anomaly in it is your TPAs. Yeah. Even yeah. if you said, right, you can have five million in TPAs or two two million or whatever it is, but that's the same for every club, or you can't break it. Yeah, and this is the issue, though. You know, it's it's not. A, it's actually good luck to them. Roosters are in a really good situation. They're in the CBD of Sydney. They've got a, a, a power broker who's well well uh, connected and they can draw on that TPA Emmy, without officially... How many juniors do you reckon we get out of the CBD of Sydney? 
Oh. I, I reckon someone like Penrith's in a much better well, they position. Are, yeah, no, they I, are for players, but not for TPOs. It's no, it's no doubt that the. Uh, I mean, a big part of it is you got to be successful. You got to be a successful yeah. club yeah, because then 100%. they, That's all about. you know, attract the good players and they play Origin and, and all those type of things. And then there's prize money and you add all those things into it. Success can um, be f- pretty fleeting, though. You, you think about the Roosters' path. <coughs> From early 2000s, three grand finals in a row. Flying high. Freddie Fittler, Luke Rickardson, Anthony Minicello, Adrian Morley. Household names. Yep. You're thinking, set up. <laughs> By 2009, the favourite son, Freddie, leads them to the wooden spoon that we haven't had for forever. 2010, we're back in a grand final. 2013, through to now. So... And at the same time, Canterbury beat us in the 2004 grand final. What's their path been like since then? So they, they're a top club at that the time. Coach, so the coach has got a lot to do with I, it. No I, two I, ways I'm, about it. I'm with you. Like I was a big fan of folks. He was a, he was a good, hard coach, well-respected. Um, and they've, they've lost that identity along the way, I think. And uh, Hasler, unfortunately, made some really bad decisions, and that's hurt us. Big time. Sign the wrong players yeah, for too much money. Some coaches fit in some places and not others. Because yeah. Hasler, mind you, he got you to a couple of good I, finals. I think you yeah. have good coaches in bad clubs. So if you had, uh, in say the Bulldogs right now, there's this crap going on at, the, at a board level. That, and once you've got lack of stability there, mm. it it's doesn't hard, matter who coaches. Yeah. It, it just goes sour. And that's, that the Broncos is probably another good example. Everyone is attacking everybody out there because they've lost a few games. Turning on each other, turning on the you know, former players, turning on the current yeah. administration. you got the Roosters. Just Every single player, past and present, loves Uncle Nick. Yeah. And he, he rules with a firm hand. Probably, yeah. And, and but advise them, I think, in their post. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll tell you one little story and then we're going to wrap this up. So Brian Fletcher was on NRL 3... Oh no, it was on uh, Matthew John's Sunday night, I think. Anyway, he said... Um, that he got uh, so a, a box, a shoebox turned up at his home, new pair of Nikes or whatever the sponsor was at the time. Opened up the box and there's a pair of shoes, but it was well packaged, you know. So he thought he'd go through what are all these packages. And let's just say it weren't socks. That was when he was playing at South. <laughs> no, <it wasn't. laughs> so, South, that's how they got him across. Now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. Now every week we're going to uh, have our weekly wager. And Graham Kelly, it is your go. Who are you going to back this week? We put a big pineapple on it, don't we? Fifty, fifty, yep. 50. big fifty. And you can't, 50. you can't um, go under. You've got to bet fifty on something. Well, you can be a multiple. So ways. I can have fifty on fifty one dollar bets. <laughs> <laughs> but Graham's, Graham's administrator, uh, Kel- Axel's administrating it, so definitely like. Here we got. I reckon the Saints. Uh, good money against Geelong at two forty-five. Saints at two forty-five, fifty dollars on the nose. Yeah, I can have it each way. <laughs> <laughs> a draw, <laughs> a draw. <laughs> if we run second, we get our money back. <laughs> if you get up early enough, maybe. All right, all right. Um, so, so that's our very first episode of Three Grams and a Mic. Went pretty well, boys. Thanks, Cotter. Yep. Thank yep. you, Axel. Thank you, Cotter. You guys, and uh, we'll be back next week. See you then. See ya.
Thanks for listening to Three Grams in a Mic podcast. Don't forget to connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.